ladies and gentlemen, dipdoles and spizzlers, amorphous creatures and Pentecostal preachers, welcome to the second week of the 2016 Ms. Cryptid <laughs> Contest. <laughs> oh. Tonight we bring you three more lovely, horrifying, nightmare-inducing, but somewhat pleasant in a social setting contestants. Who will smell like farts but win your hearts tonight? We've scoured the earth to find these creatures of worth. (laughs) It rhymed, and that's all I can say about it. This week we've traveled from the Algonquin territories of North America to the source of the Ganges in India, and then back to the wild, untamed wasteland of Northfield, Vermont. And so tonight, in geographical order as given, which was itself random, we bring you the Astomi, the Pigman of Northfield, and the Puckwudgie. Delicate fingers or poisonous stingers, that's what they mean to me. Come hither, eyes, or death from the skies, that's what they mean to me. Welcome to week two of an atonal and and kind of weird sing songing second week of the twenty sixteen crooner competition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this week, uh, the ghost of Frank Sinatra versus uh, d- dead Dean Martin. <laughs> Friends in life, enemies in death. <laughs> that's right. But they're still drunk. Everybody. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave Stecco. Hi, I'm David Flora. Welcome to week two of the 2016 Miss Cryptid Contest. Tip your waitress. (laughs) I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We're in a singing mood. That's how it's got to be. Oh, man. So things that you're going to learn tonight. One, we've got three new cryptids locked and loaded in the three barrel shotgun which apparently people make oh yeah uh ready to blast you in your ears face nose and throat and heart uh with that (laughs) That old doctor yep yep (laughs) yep and then we're gonna tell you who was the winner of week one (laughs) i will guess i will probably be right because i'm very smart oh then we'll tell you all about uh, how to vote in the future. Yep. yep. How great that makes you. First of all, right off the tip. Thank you. We have received twice as many votes this week in week one that we did in our busiest week last year. So thank you guys so much for participating. And this is how you get a prize pack people. That's right. You're helping us. You're helping you. You're helping us. You're helping you. That's what we're all about. Audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. We're helping us. We're helping you. See? Yeah, this it's going to be a very uh, competitive cryptid contest for the prize pack. But truth be told, before this, we either didn't have blurry photos uh, specific swag. Right. Or we, we jauntily made some up. Yeah, we just invented shit, but now we already have shit. And that shit could be yours. Yeah, you could get some shit. <laughs> save it for uh save it for the six hags this summer cryptid kingdom but hey how about we pay you the guaranteed prize three 
lovely asterisk lacerated ladies yeah. <laughs> lacerating yeah boy we we've got a good week but i don't want to say anything too much to influence the voting um, oh it's true but there are some good ones this week let's dive into it how about it hell yeah well then when hop inside your imagination machines as we go to distant india and the heretofore never seen by any of your eyes i'm positive uh headwaters of the ganges river if you're well traveled tell me i'll apologize <laughs> we owe some apologies anyway uh maybe not not on this episode <laughs> yeah that's right flora kick us off alphabetically all right i'll do that actually yeah these are in alphabetical order i just realized that first off we're going to be talking about the astomi what this is an ancient race of indian people from greek and roman mythology confusing a eh? <laughs> right <laughs> they were written about by greek ethnographer megasthenes or megasthenes <laughs> yeah megasthenes <laughs> um and this was in his work in indica which was around 4 bce saying they dwell near the sources of the ganges and subsist on the save hour of roasted flesh and the perfumes of fruits and flowers having instead of mouths orifices through which they breathe. They are distressed with things of evil smell, and hence it is with difficulty they keep their hold on life, especially in a camp. Latrines. Well, I don't know how that would be the case, because if they're not drinking or eating, then they can't be pooping or peeing. Am I right? Unless they're farting. Oh, they're constantly farting, because it's air in, air out. Oh. Air in, air out. All right, all right. Uh, Pliny the Elder. Mm. God, that has got it coming. Uh, picked <laughs> up on this description and wrote in Natural History Part Seven. The 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 natural air. Oh yeah, no, that was Natural History Part Seven. Homecoming. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was History Rising. It was at day's end. It's the denouement of the series. Oh wow! A hero's he's rest. Got, he's got like max two left. <laughs> In- <laughs> at the extreme boundary of India to the east and near the source of the Ganges, which you've never seen, uh, he he's referring to Megasthenes. Megasthenes. To Megasthenes. Puts the Astomi tribe that has no mouth and a body hair all over. They dress in cotton wool and live only on the air they breathe and the scent they inhale through their nostrils. While they have no food or drink except the different odors of the roots and flowers and wild apples, which they carry with them on their longer journeys so as not to lack of supply of scent. He says they can easily be killed by a rather stronger odor than usual. <gasps> yeah, so... uh so he's building on what Megasthenes yeah. said. He's just, yeah, he's of, uh, just adding on to that dough ball. So they don't have mouths. They breathe their sustenance. They they live on breathing shit. Yeah. But not shit because no. that would kill them. Yep. Isn't they breathe the, on roots and apples and uh, flowers. Isn't like the natural world like just a collection of bad smells? So, okay. All right. Let me ask you this. Not in spring. <laughs> Wee. Okay, so Astomi is running through the forest, just whiffling to his heart's delight, just really gorging himself on the buffet of sweet, sweet smells in the air. Then he trips over a deer carcass. But here's the thing. His foot breaches it, so now all the gas that has been left in the deer carcass just erupts. Boom. That Astomi's dead as fuck. So then he starts to bloat in the sun. Another Astomi comes by, smells him. Stop and the it! It's like the Astomi's just... worst nightmare. Then, then another Astomi comes by. Whoa! I smell that too, and he's dead. Then he bloats in the sun. Now you got like five Astomi and a deer. Sorry, man, it's already been done. Smelling dead. Oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> the noise they made. Oh, now, uh. In a story by the most likely fictional 14th century character, Sir John Mandeville, he's the man of Deville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the extraordinary knight says, There's another isle the men called Pitan. Men of this land till no land. Mm-hmm. Did you get me? Did you follow me? Okay. For they eat not, and they are small. 
but not so small as pygmies. These men live with the smell of wild apples, and when they go far out of the country, they bear apples with them, for anon, as they lose their savour of apples, they die. Away! Clop, 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 clop. Old clop, Charles clop. Dickens. You just start hating on everybody in history. Yeah, if I hear any name twice, I'm pissed. <laughs> Picking up on Sir Mandeville's work, uh-huh, wrote in Household Words, Volume 11. <laughs> the, uh, the rolling pin proxy. <laughs> <laughs> the words legacy. The colander accords. <laughs> uh, kitchen nightmares. Not that one, though. Uh, he says... There is also a people of India called of Snowy who do, why why are all our British people uh, lispy tonight? They're getting real effete, and I'm in I'm in love with it. Called of Snowy who dwell about the fountains of the Ganges, hairy all over like the down that grows on leaves of trees. They are likewise said to have no mouths. Plenty places them in India and others with more probability in the heart of Africa. <laughs> uh, uh, Africa, I just spell it strangely. <laughs> Afrique. <laughs> Afrique out. <laughs> Afrique. Say chic. The original of the fable about them is derived from a custom of certain Africans beyond Senegal, a branch of the river Niger. These people, counting it as a disgrace to show their faces, gave occasion to others to say they had no mouths. He also adds a caveat. It is but fair to Sir John Mandeville to observe Hello. that he does not pretend to have seen with his own eyes all the marvels he relates, but in many cases only repeats information communicated to him by men upon whose veracity he thought he could rely. He seems also to have derived much of his fabulous matter from Pliny and other Roman and Greek writers. Besides which, it appears that great liberties have been taken with his text in the printed editions of his travels. There can be little doubt, however, that Sir John's faith, like that of all his contemporaries, was large and trusting. <laughs> Charles Dickens. So wait, you're trying to tell me Dickens thought he was real even though everyone knew he was most likely fictional? Man, you can keep this historical account of other peoples from distant lands. <laughs> So it's funny how everybody's kind of picking up and building on what the last dude says, yeah. but then they're like, yeah, this dude said this, but this dude, right? <laughs> Me, however, this is what they really are. Yeah. And I love that like one of the dudes is like, oh, here, let me make up another dude who said he's run into these dudes. And then the next dude is like, I don't know, that other dude, I thought he was a pretty smart guy when he ran, you know, made it, ran into other dudes. A lot of dudes. So a lot of stories about these guys. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're just whiffers. Yeah, just. They're big old whiffers. No mouths. Just holes in their faces. How weird would that be to come across? I, I don't I don't mean them ill will, but I wouldn't believe that they could die from a bad smell until I killed them with a bad smell. And Lord knows we try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we sure do. We sure do. There were uh, a few different descriptions of, of different peoples from India, the, the Ganges, this and that, that uh, a lot of the earlier writers wrote of. And it's pretty clear that it was a little bit uh, fanciful, a little bit racist. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little bit just trying to downplay other, you know, other people, which I guess is racist. <laughs> well, even even a stomy, I mean, the the name means without a hole right without mouth without yeah. mouth yeah not a hole i think it's greek maybe yeah but yeah you're right there's a lot of dumb pictures of them i can tell you that can you think of anything besides just straight up uh, uh ra racism and like prejudice that that we, you would describe a people's or or something as not having a mouth but just noses could they be, have been describing something else i mean i mean i think it is i don't think it's like the um prejudice in in so far as oh we really these people are less than human mm -hmm. i think it's it's ignorance in that a lot of people pass a lot of stupid stories and ideas around yeah. that that people don't necessarily you know oh i'm i'm a traveler of the world i've seen everything why as a matter of fact my uncle told tale that in his trip to far off india you know like yeah. 
I think it's ignorance in it. And it belies like a cultural bigotry of just like, yeah, I can make up anything about your crazy jungle land and it'll be mm. fine. You know, it's gotta be happening somewhere. Right. But I don't think they necessarily were like taking a tribe of people and being like, okay, let's talk some shit about these people and bring them down a few pegs. I, I don't think it was anything as directed as that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it is just a, a story. I think it's story. an explorer story of, you know, uh, uh, oh, and you, you think you've seen some shit. Well, how about this? Yeah. Well, that's the Estome for you. Up next, how about we go down to uh, the mean streets of Vermont? Oh, oh, oh. watch uh, out, everybody. To see the Pigman. Pigman. Now, apparently, the, the, there's, a, there's, a good, there's a good and well-rounded story here. So grab yourself a, uh, a log, pull it up to the fire, toast yourself a marshmallow, and dig in. <laughs> dig in with your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Feast your ears. Sam Harris, also known as the pig man, <laughs> is a legend of a boy aged 17 that went missing from the hills of Northfield, Vermont in 1951. The night before Halloween, Sam set out with eggs in hand for what he called picket night. Night of mischief. We've talked about this in the history of Halloween. This is, we, we, were, we, we hadn't quite bribed the youth of America out of everything up for and Halloween. They sure would uh, go out and like, I don't think anything was necessarily violent. No, but mischief. It was, yeah, lots of mischief. Lots of, lots of flaming bags of poop on doorsteps. You called this poop. <laughs> lots, of, lots of wasted toilet paper, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. So pick at night. Uh, the next morning when his parents awoke and found him missing, they set off a huge search party that lasted weeks and involved hundreds of locals over hundreds of square miles. Although never found, it is said that there have been sightings of Sam, who some say became possessed by the devil himself Woo! that fateful night. Sam Harris is known to slaughter pigs, eat their entrails, hollow out a pig's head, and wear it over himself, all the while terrorizing the New England town locals. Sam supposedly still haunts the hills surrounding Devil's Wash Bowl. Rumor has it he lies with the pigs and is also known for bestiality, spawning half-man, half-pig offspring. Listen, if that was in the cards, there'd be more half-men, half-pigs. <laughs> I'm not saying there'd be a lot. Mm -hmm. There'd be more. <laughs> right. This is a man-pig. This is a man-bear-pig. Man, man without bear, bear this is a man-pig. Man-pig. Totally ethereal. Half-man, half-pig, half-man. Yeah. Then the, what about the offspring? They're half man, half pig, half pig. You can't win. That's why we have to stop him now. And it's like in a hundred years, some of these pigs, they're going to get college uh, scholarships because they're like one sixty-fourth man. Excelsior. <laughs> in an urban legend addition to that story, one morning in 1954. Because it, it wasn't urban legendy enough. <laughs> um, Sam's mother told a neighbor that Sam had come to her house the previous night. He had dragged a pile of pig entrails across the porch floor as a gift for her and squealed with feral glee at the bloody organs before disappearing into the darkness. His eyes were like an animal's. His eyes, lifeless, black, like a doll's <laughs> eyes. Thirteen days later, Mrs. Harris committed suicide by throwing herself into a neighbor's pig pin where the hungry swine devoured her. Oh! <laughs> worst, worst way to kill yourself. <laughs> wow, that's a good pig sound. I, what are you I, saying, Dave? Why did I sound so sarcastic? I was not being wow. sarcastic. Great pig sound, That's dude. a good pig sound. You should do that all the time, but never. That was a good pig sound. That's how uh, Swearingen got rid of uh, yeah on Deadwood. He'd have Wu take him down to the yeah. Wasn't the wasn't it also uh, Red Dragon or some one of those Hannibal okay. Lecter movies where a guy's got yeah pig farm, pig you, farmed. You got to pull the teeth first and the hair. That's all you got to do. <laughs> now let me so okay. I want to I want to keep going through this because I, it's still it does a kid goes out to egg some houses and now he's all pig crazy. <laughs> Like he saw a spirit animal crossing the road and was like, oh, this is my path. The devil came to him in pig form. I guess. Form of a bacon burger. All right. Uh, now, in 1971, a group of students at a high school dance snuck out behind the school to have some B 
beer. What? Whoa. When they really said cool. When they said something came out of the nearby woods, it was tall, naked, and covered in white hair. And although it walked on two legs, it had the face of a pig. <gasps> Terrified and only slightly buzzed, they ran back into the school and told others, who went to investigate and found the grass and underbrush trampled, but no sign of the pig man. When word got out, other stories began to surface. A farmer had seen a hideous naked figure rummaging through his trash a few nights earlier. Mo- <laughs> Motorists began seeing him run across the road, and teens at a local lover's lane would be rudely interrupted. Although, in all fairness, if there's a lover's lane, you're going to get interrupted by a naked man. Sometimes. <laughs> you're going to get some, some kind of yeah, pig man. Yeah, some naked, rooting, truffling, snuffling creature will find you. Oh, Cheryl, I just, I'm so in love with you. Well, hey, kids! (laughs) Get away, you pig! Honk. (laughs) That's usually enough to get away. Honk. (laughs) Or it's like, oh, I love how you kiss. Mm, mm." (laughs) Wait, Johnny, did you hear that? Oh, baby. No. Wait, there's something rooting around the car. (laughs) 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 The pig spits the truffles out and runs away. (laughs) Now, physical evidence for the pigman Pigman. was apparently found to support the claims of something running amok in Northfields and the nearby Devil's Wash Bowl. That's an area, I guess. Yeah, uh, sure. I I, I didn't point that out earlier. It's a strip mall. (laughs) It's... (laughs) <laughs> dentist lawyer devil's washbowl plaza devil's washbowl it's just a one of those like suds and duds it's a bar slash laundromat <laughs> uh, a cave was found in the area filled with animal bones and cloven footprints a local abandoned farm had several large hogs roaming about it and a small room attached to the barn had been found to have some hay in it flattened as if slept on <gasps> there were dead dogs and cats in the room perhaps partially eaten uh, he is thought to be dead by now, even if it was Sam or even some kind of man-pig hybrid. <laughs> it's that sound. His dog hates he, that sound. As he does not like the sound of the pigman. Probably because the pigman eats dogs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Perhaps partially eaten? Well, well you're making it up anyway. Why leave it to imagination? They were or they weren't. It, yeah, that's... They were or they weren't, as he... That's like, is it a story? Is it a story story? Is it a made up story that's made up? Or is yeah. it, you know, like. Or is this story completely real fiction? So that's the pig man. Pig man. Big header out of New England. Hates clothing. <laughs> Tried to score some beer off teenagers. Didn't go well. Swing and a miss for the big man. <laughs> All right. And finally this week. Yeah. Bring us home, Florba. Staying in New England, actually. Mm-hmm. We've got the Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie, yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. your Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie, yeah. Puckwudgie? Yeah. Yeah, I got a Puckwudgie problem, yeah. Oh, a Puckwudgie. <laughs> uh, Puckwudgies, according to nativelanguages.org, are magical little people of the forest in Algonquin folklore, similar to European gnomes or fairies. But with a cooler name. Yeah. Uh, Puckwudgie stories are told throughout the northeastern United States, southeastern Canada, and the Great Lakes region. However, their nature varies in the folklore of different tribes. In the Ojibwe and other Great Lakes tribes, the Puckwudgie, or Bagwajanini, is considered a mischievous but basically good-natured creature. Hey, he makes it a problem, but he's not a bad guy. (laughs) Sounds just like Oji Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who plays tricks on people but is not dangerous. In the Abenaki and other Northeast Algonquin tribes, a Pukwudgie or Bakwajiman can be dangerous, but only to people who treat him with disrespect, just like me. <laughs> In the Wampanoag and other tribes of southern New England, Pukwudgies are capricious and dangerous creatures who may play harmless tricks or even help a human neighbor, but are just as likely to steal children or commit deadly acts of sabotage. According to some Wampanoag stories, Pukwudgies were the enemies of the culture hero Mousop 
and were even responsible for his death or the deaths of his sons. Sons of bitchin' puckwudgies. Now, puckwudgies were usually described as being knee-high or even smaller, uh, two or three feet, and they resemble humans but with enlarged noses, fingers, and ears. You're getting a little goblin-y here. Sounds like uh, it. Their skin color is either bluish gray or ashen, and according to some sources, their skin glows in the dark. What? Which make it easy to hunt them. Puckwudgies may also be part porcupine or may possess porcupine quills on their backs. Uh, Puckwudgie clothing is made from items taken from nature and may serve as a form of camouflage. Camouflage. Uh, their name literally means person of the wilderness, and they are usually considered to be spirits of the forest. But in some traditions, they have a sweet smell and are associated with flowers. Oh, hanging oh, out with the oldest. Yeah, you could feed an astomy on that. <laughs> Pukwudgies have magical powers, which vary from tribe to tribe, but may include the ability to turn invisible, confuse people or make them forget things, shapeshift into cougars or other dangerous animals. Cougar sound. (laughs) I know you want to. No, no, no. The other cougar. Oh. (laughs) Hello, ladies. (laughs) Or they can bring harm to people by... Staring at them. Wom, 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 wom. Ow. Ow. Stop it. Harm. <laughs> In the tales where they are malevolent, they can use their magic to lure people to their doom, such as to fall into a body of water and drown, or to walk off a cliff. I think uh, Daniel Day-Lewis used one of those uh, at the end of Last of the Mohicans, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he traded his, uh, his mystical Algonquin hawk goalie stick for it. They all fight with goalie sticks in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, Pukwudgies shoot magic arrows that will cause the victim to sicken and die with time. Oh. Uh, additionally, Pukwudgies enslave the souls of their victims. Why? Why? Pukwudgies are also said to have power over fire or to delight in setting fires. Well, that we have in common. <laughs> You'd think they'd have a lot of souls wandering around at that point if yeah they'd, they'd enslave them they'd have to be soul rich i'm like why would they even leave the house because i assume by using the phrase enslave that the soul is then doing something for them yeah what's the, what's the soul do yeah now they are encountered all over new england especially in massachusetts dorchester massachusetts dorchester mass puck rudgy ridge <laughs> We got so many fucking puckwudgies here, you can't step out the door without kicking one in the fucking face. Even my buddy Paulie here, he doesn't even care. He says puckwudgie all the time. He just puts an R in there. He doesn't all give right, a All right, all right. Okay. You fuck your mother, you, fuck your puckwudgie. All right. You know you. what? You're a fuckwudgie. Uh, you're a you fuckwudgie. No. A fucking fuck your wudgie. Oh, yeah, I bet you yeah. fuck my wudgie, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Fuck you. You fucking fuckwudgie. Yeah, say hi to your mother for me. He's a good guy. We grew up together. He's a good guy. He's, this guy's my brother. You know, he he fought a puckwudgie off of me once. I'll beat him. I'll beat the shit out of a puckwudgie that disrespects you or your family. Thank you. Appreciate that, Donnie. I love you, Polly. Yeah, you would. Oh, you yeah, got me. You f-wudgie. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't trust the <laughs> Don't trust it. <laughs> Jesus. This is why we never do any yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts yeah. Don't, myths. Don't let us near it. Massachusetts folk myths. God, it's it's like a drug. A drug that you guys have to like deal with the hangover. <laughs> yeah. So in addition to Dorchester, they've also even been seen in uh in Indiana, which I guess Great Lakesy. I don't region? know. There's a lot of states between there, but yeah, over in, in Mounds State Park. So Anderson, Indiana. Um, yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. They're probably they're probably just scouts for the uh, major league chunky teams. <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. Let's get some scholarships going. The Indiana Puckwudgies. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's got the mounds tie-in, I guess. It does, yeah. The Puckwudgies would be a, a good expansion team. Yeah. That's fun. Maybe maybe Massachusetts has already got that. The Dorchester Puckwudgies. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's it, it, if anything, it's a cool jersey. Yeah. It's like a little, little, little nasty little imp throwing a spear. Yeah. Looks like a porcupine kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well. We we've we're slowly building our chunky league. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, we only had two teams. Now I feel like we have three. Now we could have three. Dorche- so, Dorchester Puckwudgies. Dorchester Puckwudgies. Yeah. yeah. Even though we said Indiana. Yeah. Well, we changed it. We changed. We're allowed to. 
Because we're the commissioners of the fucking league. We decide where the <laughs> where the franchises go right. and who gets an expansion team. All we got to do is get like a, a what do they call those things? A, a referendum on the ballot so that we can get the sucker ass taxpayers to pay for our stadium. <laughs> That's right. And then we keep all the money. And then they move to L.A. and, and suddenly yeah. it's like the L.A. puckwudgies, and people oh. are like, "Why is it the L.A. Puck? But yeah, there are no puckwudgies around. There's here. no jazz in Utah. What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you encounter? A well, if you encounter one, the best thing a person can do is to just ignore it oh like tooth pain just live with it uh because they are extremely similar to european fairies it's possible that salt or the lord's prayer or iron may be helpful in repelling them i'm gonna give you two out of three on that one seeing as how it is an algonquin (laughs) you know like that's just not even fair yeah well i think that lord's the lord's prayer probably comes from irish myth yeah. Back when they were really hot to trot. I feel like they just stole that from fairies. Uh, yeah, for, for old St. Patty and all that. Too right. Yeah, so uh, apparently there are encounters of Puckwudgies up to this day. and I love it. Um, I didn't, of course, collect any for this, but um, if you've had an encounter with a Puckwudgie, please <laughs> yeah, write in. Have you gotten a, if you, yeah, if you've ever had a problem with them. One of those awful, terrible shows uh, that that deals in paranormal stuff and cryptids and you know the the kind of stuff that we talk about, but is just it's like Jet Puff Television, what? like Jet Puff Marshmallow Television. Oh, like, you know, it's just it's all, all fluff and cavities. Yeah, yeah, and there's just nothing to it. But sometimes you like to you know partake of it. Yeah. But they did a Puckwudgie episode or like a New England, I forget what it is, what which one it was. There are many, but uh, it was that guy was like, "Yeah, me and my dog uh, saw this saw this puckwudgie one night, and, and it, it waved at us." That's uh, that's the old puckwudgie. That is all three of our elegant and mysterious non-gender specific ladies. <laughs> so yeah, if you uh, you wanna you wanna vote for them, blurryphotos.org. You can vote on Facebook or Twitter, but come on. Make it easy on us. Do it through the website. <laughs> Make it official. Yep. I, I've got a poll for you, Dave. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. That? It's it's simple. Uh-huh. A or B. Okay. Uh, here, here are the choices. A uh-huh. is nothing. Okay. B is puns. Nice. Uh, I chose it for you. Fair enough, fair There's enough. There's no democracy left anymore. Yeah. America is showing that right now, so why shouldn't we? <laughs> you don't care who you hurt. Shut up. No, no politics. Who's going? You can't have an opinion. That's right. Shut up. Shut up, people who make my funny sounds. My what? Farting? They make funny sounds. Oh, they just, funny. they're supposed to be entertaining. And then they said something I don't agree with. And now I have to go on Facebook and tell them how much I'll never listen again. <laughs> yeah. Just, just so everybody knows, that's never actually happened. I'm hoping for it. But Dave, Dave really wants it to happen. A, I'm the kind of guy who kind of lives for hate mail. Don't think you're going to get on my good side by telling me I suck. I'll still hate you, but. And lose the backhanded compliments to people. Right, don't neg me. <laughs> I'll go on a All date right. with you. Who's going first here? <laughs> uh, You go first. All right. I got real, real easy single here, I think. Nice. Okay. There's a very rare event in hockey games that happens when players slap a shot so hard, things turn invisible, and the goalie's hit with such force, his underwear flies up his back, causing immense strain on his groin. What's that called? It's called a puck wedgie. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) What if that same goalie is walking by a pond in the springtime, and and there's uh, a duck comes out barreling out of the sky and goes down the back of his pants? What's that called, Flora? Oh, it's probably probably called a, a how's your father. Or a duck wedgie. No, that's not my pun. It's called a Dorchester how's your father. We've got a new uh, sponsor for the podcast. Wait, you didn't clear this with me. Yeah, well, I, I just, it was such a good opportunity, I had to say yes. Oh. Small, uh, small family-owned business from Northfield, Vermont. Dale Mecklin's hoof-proof door handles. Proof? Yeah, they're hoof-proof. If you're in your Honda getting it onto, you don't need a... You don't need a half-naked big man messing with your game. So get, come on down and get Dale's homemade hoof proofers. Don't let a pig in your car. Unless you're into that. <laughs> uh, you want a bonus one? 
Yeah, I had better get one. Okay. I gave you like five now. <laughs> uh, I've got a tragic play uh-huh. that uh, loses a little effect at the end because the characters, well, they, they can't swallow poison since they have no mouths. What? It's Astomio and Juliet. <laughs> Real easy ones this What way. if they just smelled each other? They're teenagers. They smell terrible. That's how they kill each other. That's how they get you. That is how B- they get B- you. Be and Juliet. Oh, thank you. And them's puns. Them's puns. Now it's time to get from, it's time for you to be the shaven pig man that, that tries to crowd into our podcast car. We didn't hoof proof this podcast, so I, come I, on in. I like it uh, because that means we're going to get what interrupted in our making outs by listener mail. Oh, it's a literary cock block. I got a, uh, I got a gigantic, a fully loaded clip of. Uh, um, it's a magazine. It is a magazine. See, I don't know much about guns. I'm a knife man, man. <laughs> Uh, from for our buddy Andrew, the automatic rifle Foster. AR Foster. <laughs> he says, "What's up, D's Flora and Stecco? We are a couple of D's. What's up, D's nuts? <laughs> uh, that's right, it's me, automatic rifle Foster, coming at you with a pow, pow, pow of puns so powerful that when they were first read, Flora described them as something along the lines of a kind of cheese that farted in your mouth. Oh yeah, oh yeah, gets you from the back. It does." So here's the deal. It's been a long time. Uh, there's been a long standing crime organization known all around the world, made up of small creatures in Russia, Chicago, and New York, in Japan. Hell, even in your own backyard, although probably not literally. Everyone, please be on the lookout for this nefarious band of crooks. I know you're upset and scared, but please try not to soblin. If you want to drive away, I've got your back. Take my key foblin. But please, if the police come asking, you better shut your goblin. Because nobody messes with the motherfucking moblin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, I know a guy who's a very good hype man. Everywhere he goes, he can get people to be excited about almost anything. What? He's a pretty mellow guy. Doesn't have much of an expression on his face. Yeah. But he's a very nice dresser. It's weird, though. He wouldn't give me his name when I first met him. Oh, I feel like there's definitely like, but bye. Bye now. Bye. Uh, when I first met him, he told me to buy stock, and now, oh, shit, he put it in! And now whenever I see, uh, when, I, when I use him to gather support, just to call him the engender man. <laughs> Woo! Satisfied, friends? I'm always good uh, for the kind of pun that makes you regret learning not only English, but any kind of communication with humans that has ever been invented. Next, uh, right. uh, congrats on the store, Patreon, the one Thildo. Yep. Hey, thanks on all that. Yeah. Uh, I just had a couple of questions. If you were going to be a victim of one of your of one of the mysterious things you've talked about on the show, which would be the coolest to you, and which would you definitely not want to encounter? And if you had to fight a candidate from the miscrypted that isn't Jeff or the or a squonk, who would you choose? Man, oh man, shoosh. Well, I don't ever want to deal with anything spidery. Would you want to be a victim of an albastor? No, I don't want mouth sores. But you get sweet make em outs. You can get squeak make outs without mouth sores, dude. Not with any of the other cryptids. <laughs> you have to choose. No. Um, let's see. If I was going to, I would like to meet a green man. That'd be kind of oh, cool. It's kind of a cool hippie-ish thing. Or, or um, you, you always want to say gin, but that's not going to work out for you. True. I'm no lawyer. I'll say something stupid. Seems like the same thing with fairies, too. Like fae folk. Or yeah. a leprechaun, like would you would you just meet one to to meet one though? Like, yeah, of course you're you're not gonna get your way, but you could be like meta wee leprechaun. Yeah, I I guess I would like to if oh you know what would be cool a time slip if I could pick something I'd probably pick a time slip. Now would this be to past? I assume to die by what was the question? No, no, no. It's just like what of the things we've run across would you like to run across yourself? I um, I, I yeah, I I would like to run across a time slip. And I would like to strongly avoid, uh, I mean, really, any of those fairies that just f*** your life up if they're bored. Well, in that case, I would obviously have to go for a Pleiadian. Oh, duh, good call. And then, you know. Now you're learning physics and physics. That's right. And I would fight the New Orleans Grunch. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Just because he sounds like a name. He, he has a name that sounds like he wants to be kicked. 
I mean, I know it's it's fresh in my in my head, but it sounds like the Stomia would be pretty easy to beat the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, after a trip to Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. I think a fight with the pig man would be pretty good too. Uh, or maybe a puck wedgie. I, oh, could no. be a puck wedgie. <laughs> well, they like goat man. I'd fight a goat man except he has an axe. It's true. So if you put the axe down, then we could fight. Or if I got an axe also, uh-huh. then we could fight. Yeah, I think pretty much everything else we ever talked about would just beat the shit out of me, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Good questions. Yeah. Uh, finally, just wanted to chime in and say, after Flora's beautiful explosion, uh, I believe he's referring to your uh, love of the rich, um, <laughs> that he and I, sounds like a few other of your listeners too, we get along pretty well after a few drinks, although it may result in a few fires, some overturned cars, broken streetlights, and a complete and total upheaval to slash destruction of certain aspects of American politics. But hey, you know what they say about eggs and omelets, right? Pew, eat pew, em. pew, pew, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's from uh, the automatic rifle Foster. Thank that was you, a power. AR. That was a power missive. Thank yeah, you, sir. It was. You know, it's good. It's, I'm, I'm going to start getting shit for saying the rich because, uh, you know, there are rich people out there that are good. Of course. Yeah, me, me, I'd like to meet one. So if, if you're rich and not a, a power hungry, greedy, right in. Uh, Dave, we've heard from Colin, Oh, who is the son of James the Skeptical Oki. No way. Oh, way. Oh, the second generation. Colin says, hi, Dave and Flora. Hi, Colin. Hello. My name's Colin. I'm six years old. I like your show, especially the beeps. No, I'm, I, 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 <laughs> I, I know. That. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. see, now I'm doing it. <laughs> hi, Colin. Uh, vampires are my favorite monster. Nice. Very cool. Uh, I'll keep listening to your show. Flora, I'm ready for the Captain America movie. I asked him that. Heck yeah. It's already come out by now. Hope hope you saw it. Hope you liked it. We we saw it. We yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. Thought it was a great movie. Uh, can I have a special name? Well, of course you can. Oh, oh, oh. How about this? How about a uh, longtime listener, first time Colin? <laughs> Maybe no? Well, <laughs> what if, if you like that, Colin, you can keep <laughs> I it. I think you will. But uh, how about going on the vampire um yeah, give him a vampire name, Flora. Vampire uh, side of it. Uh, how about Count Colin Lestrade? Ooh, Count Colin Lestrade. Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Colin? It's me, the Count. Colin. Blah. <laughs> can turn into a bat. That's right. Well, tell us. Uh, yeah. If you don't like it, we'll we'll try another one. Yeah, Colin. we're very accommodating. Thanks for writing, Colin. Yeah, appreciate you listening, buddy. All right, I got a couple more puns here from Volt the Tedious. Zwarnch. How about uh, mundane superpowers? Uh, you can create a force field around yourself, but it only protects you against really slow-moving objects. Great for killer snails or snapping turtles. Terrible for bullets or right hooks. That is a terrible superpower. Jeez Louise. So yeah, a person with a walker just bouncing off. <laughs> How about you are able to make yourself grow to a giant size when needed? Unfortunately, you can't make your clothes grow with you. <laughs> And some puns. Uh, when you run into an exact copy of yourself and it wants to touch you, you're doppelganger. <laughs> Time cop. <laughs> uh, a legendary dwarf-like creature that enters the abode of a sleeping male and se- severs his man parts. The Lorena Boblins. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. Wow. Literally and figuratively. Uh, by the way, just bought one of the shirts. It will go great with the Speedo and Crocs. I will send pics. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, hey, keep up the great work. Volt the tedious. Vote. Thank you. Thank you. They've heard from Elastic Glass. Whoa. That don't seem to make any sense. Well, you can stretch it over, over your car windshield if you want. Yeah. Just a quick note from an English listener. Oh. Oh. Tut, tut. Bob's your uncle. He's listened to the back to the entire back catalog after accidentally hearing Micah Hanks mention us. Really? When did Micah H- Hanks mention us? I don't know, but that's awesome. Wow. Love it if he was like, there's one podcast you should not listen to. Yeah, maybe. On several occasions, you've mentioned your English accents and how they must come across. Were they bloody good? Oh, too right, mate! Too right! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that elastic glass. And he says, I don't mean this as an insult, but you two guys are wasted on a podcast. 
Wow. Well, you know what? Yeah. Start a production company and uh, maybe he already has one. This was an offer for a lucrative television contract. <laughs> I'd do a show on the BBC. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, are you kidding? Except for it's BBC, so we get like two seasons. And but Christmas specials. <laughs> <laughs> two well, like uh, eight episodes each, each yeah. season. <laughs> like we make them really good, so uh-huh. like four. <laughs> this week playing the squonk, Bindi Stick Cumberstitch. Uh, for my part, I'm telling everybody I come across about your podcast. Well, thank you very much, yes, thank Elastic you. Glass, and thank you for writing in. That, that yeah, means a lot to us. That's so, awesome. I appreciate yeah. those high fives. All right, I got one last one here from Randall, the matriculated man savage. Oh, oh, oh yes, brother. Hey, Davids, congrats on the dual engagements. Thank you. Really love the Goblin and Doppelganger episodes. I have something to mention on the subject of doppelgangers. There's a sci-fi movie that came out a few years ago that didn't really have critical acclaim. It's called Jupiter Ascending. I almost watched it this last weekend, but my uh, fiance had already seen it. Ah, I watched it. Annie and I watched it uh, not too long ago. Yeah, it's on the HBO go. It was basically Mila Kunis's character is essentially celestial royalty. The movie explains that basically everyone that's alive is a reincarnation of a past life or more like the exact same DNA. The royalty is reborn in an 800-year cycle on another planet in the solar system. Uh, The podcast reminded me of that movie, which I haven't seen. It's worth a watch. I I do want to see that. I've been sending mail to you guys pretty frequently, but I forget to tell you how I found the podcast. It was Expanded Perspectives, Kyle and Cam. We we, we, got to send those guys a cake. I I mean, there's nothing uh, else to it. Or maybe a cookie bouquet. Yeah. An edible arrangement? An edible arrangement. It's fruits. Good for you. Um. (laughs) Uh, he says they're great, but he also likes that stinky cheese in, in his life that we provide. So. <laughs> and, and boy, howdy, do we? <laughs> he writes, I kid, I kid. We have fun. We, have fun. <laughs> we do have fun. <laughs> P.S. I listened to your yokai episode and it inspired me to create a short film based in Japanese folklore. So thank you for the great podcast and Wait, keep them coming. Y- oh, you do short films, huh? Yeah. yeah cool. Like see it. Let us know when it's done. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for writing, Randall, the matriculated man, Savage. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I'm going to class and kicking ass. <laughs> I like how, like, twitchy and, and it's you can't that's sit how, still. Yeah. yeah. That's how he rolls. Thank you, Randall, and thank all of you. Yes. You are glorious. Let's see the quick rundown. Uh, thank you for the five-star. We got a great five-star review on uh, iTunes I just read today. That Ooh. was That was awesome. Thank you for that. Um, we also got, uh, like us on the Facebook, the March to 12 Fildo. <laughs> no, no. Someday. 12 Hildo. 12, 12 Hildo. Yeah. It's hard to get the denominations right. Uh, follow us on Twitter, blurry underscore photos. Uh, we, you can check us out online. Um, iTunes, we don't mention this every episode, but I, iTunes only carries, uh, the most recent slog of, of our episodes. I think we're going back to like 100 at this point. Yeah. It's they're really eating them up there. Yeah, I'm surprised. So if you want to listen to more episodes, go to our website. You can stream any of them from our archives for free. They're all just sitting there waiting for your gentle touch. That's right. Um, also, don't be afraid to visit patreon.com slash blurry photos. Uh, we are less than $25 away from a country album. Wow. Yep. So yeah, we're, we're, everybody that has, that, that has sponsored and is sponsoring us. Thank you hugely too. Two I'd like to call out by name uh, listener Sammy yep. and of course clairvoyant Katie. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your patronage. You guys are glorious and, and true friends of the podcast. True blur reavers. Blur reavers. Also, oh, which is a good point to time to point out, uh Clairvoyant Katie started the Blurry Photos fan page. Oh, on, did she? On on Facebook. Oh. Ha- so there's a there's a yet. Blurry Photos fan group on Facebook too. So so check that out. I've seen a lot of people posting stuff on there, which is awesome. What, when did this happen? I, I had no idea. Like, like, like right after the, like within a week of the live episode. I, where you been, brother? Geez. Actually, this is the one and only time I've known about something before you, Flora. You always tell me. Uh, so oh thank you gosh, so much for that, Chady. Jeez. Um, we also have uh, uh, the stores open. We yep. got the koozies on there now. We've got two styles of t-shirts. We got digital message. You can. Yep. You We've can, got all kinds of mischief. Uh, we 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 just t- talked tonight. We we're gonna get double uh, XLs and the black flag uh, in stock again. Yep. We we've got some um, ideas for 
a third shirt a third what? shirt perhaps and and yeah we're we're going to try and tack on some double xls i know you guys are waiting for that and i know the international blurievers are are waiting for that to happen too and hopefully that that should be soon i can at least uh we'll figure it out try and figure something out but i already already hit the uh audible trial oh the chicago podcast cooperative they are glorious um as a matter of fact cards against humanity one of our great sponsors the the daddy of our sponsorships uh just today announced that for only 25 dollars uh you can buy your very own trump is the president bug out bag yeah i did buy one did you yep i might have to go on and buy one too yeah well dave i guess it's that time eh? it too right time for you to make a prediction all right last week we had the athole or ahul the owlman owlman and the galrow oh f- it's tough Javanese oh. monkey bat, yeah. Cornish owl person. I'm going with the Athol. Oh, you you are you are locked in, huh? I am I am locking in my answer with or, the Athol. Or Arkansas dragon. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm going. Um, okay, in in order in my mind, it's uh-huh. Athol, Galrow, Owlman. Okay, is there any reason to to that? Okay, well, first first and foremost, everyone likes voting for Athols. That has been made abundantly clear. Second of all. It's still, even without its awesome name, is a weird ass flying monkey toddler, mm. which is spooky and weird. Mm-hmm. The Galrau is just some sort of screaming badass. And the Owlman is like something that would barely scare Mrs. Havisham. It's the most British of frightening creatures. That's <laughs> true. All right, Dave. Yeah. The winner of week one of the 2016 Miss Cryptid Contest is one of the three contestants. I always I do that every year. And we'll be right back. Yeah. The winner is The Owlman. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> f*** you, Mrs. Havisham. <laughs> you got me. The Owlman, with, huh? With almost half the votes. Whoa, not even close. The Owlman. Whoa, who was second? The Gal Row. So I am perfectly wrong a hundred percent not be more wow unless you had chosen something that was not yeah. listed. <laughs> you know, if i had picked jeff the talking mongoose then i'd be more wrong that's right congratulations to the owl man oh, you will who? be moving on <laughs> you'll be moving on to the finals Mommy. uh so who will it be this week uh, will it be the Astomi from India? The Pigman from Vermont. Or the Pukwaji from uh, New, New England? Yeah. From Dorchester. From Dorchester. It's up to you, so vote blurryphotos.org. If you go to blurryphotos.com, I can't do a damn thing nope. for you. You might get some pictures taken. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. That's how this cookie crumbles, yes. Dave. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I give well, up. Dave, that's how that cookie crumbles. <laughs> And other 50 saying. <laughs> That's right. 23 Skidoo. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.